0: Hey there, I'm Niela Graham, I'm Russia Bowles, and this is the Can I Be Honest podcast, the podcast where we take our real-life conversations online and serve nothing but honesty. So we're back. We took last week off because it was Thanksgiving. We yeah. hope you guys ate well and you had a safe Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, got to watch the parade, got to watch- it's so cute. I know, it was cute. Like, I never watched it before, to be genuinely honest. I saw clips of it because I didn't wake up early enough to watch it. Mm -hmm. But it did look cute. You know, they were operating it like it was basically a closed movie set Mm -hmm. to prevent people from being there. But I think they pulled it off. I was, you know, I was kind of like, "Mm, how are you going to do this? Mm -hmm. I said in the last episode, but, you know, they, they did a good job. So props to them. And, you know... This week, we're talking about television, so nice. perfect segue. We, this week, are talking about reality TV. I've been wanting to talk about this on the podcast for a while. We did an episode about the Kardashians, our second episode, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are only one section of reality television. I'm not a huge reality television person. I'm very particular about the things that I watch. Mm -hmm. um russia i know you enjoy reality television Yes. (laughs) so this episode will probably be a little long Mm -hmm. sit back you can pause it right now go get yourself a drink go get yourself a some popcorn some food we're gonna get into it um we're gonna have differences of opinions i Mm -hmm. already know this but it's fine this is what this podcast is about yes being honest we don't have to agree that's fine yeah so we're going to jump into our first category. We've broken up different sections of reality TV. We're going to talk about family reality TV, which we will define, business reality TV, dating reality TV, and competition slash cooking reality TV. Mm-hmm. So let's talk with, start with family reality TV. Wow. Um, this is a kind of reality television that kind of makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Because mm-hmm. depending on the family that is profiled, mm-hmm. thing it either feels like why does the why does this family have a television show? Why did they let cameras into their home? Or it's like, oh my god, this family has so much drama and mm-hmm. it's so interesting, and I have to keep watching. So on one side of that, you have the Kardashians, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of the like like this family there's so much going on i'm interested i don't feel uncomfortable watching it i'm mm-hmm. too involved in this family that i have no personal connection to yeah on the opposite side of that you have a show like welcome to plathville <laughs> um which i'm just gonna put this out here tlc is really where family reality tv shines
1: yeah and like, not
0: the good kind of family no. reality TV.
1: the weird kind of why are they like this Family
0: reality TV. exactly so i'm just gonna give a little bit of a synopsis of welcome to plathville welcome to plathville is a newer show on tlc it is about the plath family they live in georgia they live in like i think they live in um southern georgia so like near florida um and they are a very religious family they have a lot of kids all the kids look the same they're all blonde it's Mm -hmm. kind of weird um but that's not the weird thing about the family the weird thing about the family is that they are okay i'm not i'm gonna say this i'm not saying that their religion is bad but they have taken it to a point where outside of religion right (laughs) making up their own stuff (laughs) exactly When I tell you that these kids grow up not having sugar, which, okay, you shouldn't have lots of sugar, but, like, let your kid have a candy bar once in a while. Yeah. Let them experience soda, decide they hate it, and then never drink it again. They've cut, like, candy out, sugar. They don't watch television. Um, They're told things about people who are LGBT that they should avoid them they're very insular and they really don't live a life that most of us live it Mm -hmm. almost feels as if this is like they're like close to being amish but they're not because they use technology they use electricity they they use these things Mm -hmm. but it feels like it's on the edge of that yeah and the show shows that they have you know they're a very close family but The older son has gone off. He's gotten married Mm -hmm. and he's gotten married to a woman who does not agree with the family's values. She has basically told him, you know, you were raised in a weird way. And she has showed him things that he's not like, Oh my God, I love this. Mm -hmm. Like he has seen the other side. His parents don't like that. They don't like his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some of the younger kids are also kind of experiencing like i want to get out of here i want to have freedom and the parents are labeling it as rebellion which it's not it's just like their kids they're in their teens let them do what they want
1: it's a very
0: weird like it's a strange family i highly recommend you watch the show it's on hulu the second season just started i'm gonna start i'm gonna stop talking because i've been talking this entire time russia you watched a little bit of welcome to plathville what are your thoughts
1: so guys, right before this episode, I watched like five minutes of the first episode. I honestly just didn't have time to watch it, but everything that Niella hit on is just so spot on. I remember one thing that they said, or one of the daughters, I think, said was that they're 10 miles from the closest town. Like, that in and of itself, being on 55 acres of land with you and just your family. Oh, yeah, they live on like a giant farm. Yeah, that can be so isolating and then it's like if your parents already are like hey we don't want you doing this and you can't do that you can't have sugar you can't go on the internet freely you can't try out these things how do they expect their kids like not to want to know what these things are And even in the beginning of the episode the people that were interviewing them like the producers i guess that were there were asking them like simple questions like do you know who spider-man is Have you heard of LeBron James? The kid goes, basketball is one of my favorite sports. I love football. He said, do you know who LeBron James is? He's like, no, who is that? Then he goes, do you know who Tom Brady is? He goes, no, who is that? This kid believes football and basketball is his favorite sport, yet knows no one who plays it professionally. And that's not his fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the sad part. It's like, they're so sheltered. From everything. And I understand parents want to shelter their kids from certain
0: things, you know. But this is an extreme. They've essentially sheltered them from real life. I hate to say Mm -hmm. it, but it's like, I understand, okay, limiting what your child puts in their body. I understand maybe not having, allowing them to sit in front of a computer all hours of the day. Or, you know, I mean, I know people growing up who didn't have televisions. They now have television now. Yeah, and like you know, they don't go their whole life without it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I understand like you know a little bit of that, but the extreme of it doesn't make a lot of sense. Also, this is something I think about when I watch the show. For a family that doesn't have a television, why did you agree to do a reality television show? That's what I'm saying. You're never gonna watch the show unless they unless they allow their kids to watch. Welcome to Plathville and that's it. Yeah. I doubt they'd want to watch the show because it kind of just points out how ridiculous they are. Yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense of how they got to that point of having the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just like it's, it's an odd thing to watch. I stumbled upon it by mm-hmm. accident and then was like what is this? I must keep watching. Which is my relationship with everything on TLC to be honest <laughs> because it's all just like what is this?
1: yeah exactly why am i interested why is this hooking me in but now i have to watch three more
0: episodes (laughs) yeah that's so true and it's just like because so we have a list you guys know we plan these episodes i'm looking at the planning document i listed out a bunch of family reality tv we have here comes honey boo boo which is a throwback that show was, again, another example of why did you allow cameras into your house? Mm-hmm. Because this family had a lot of shit. Um, Honey Boo Boo herself was cute. She had these things that she said. She was like this little pageant girl. And she, you know, she was cute. Her, yeah. her mother, weird. Her dad, weird. Her sisters, weird. I'm pretty sure her sister gave birth to a child that had an extra toe. I'm almost positive that happened. It was weird. And the thing is, here comes Honey Boo Boo is a classic example of what can happen when you have a reality television show as a family. Because I don't know if people have kept up to date with the family, but things have not gone well. Um, You don't hear a lot about Alana, who was was Honey Boo Boo, but her mother, June kind of hit rock bottom. She mm-hmm. developed a really awful drug addiction. She got into an abusive relationship with somebody else who was also um, a drug user. Mm-hmm. Um, she she stole some things as well, I think. She, they oh. like, trashed hotel rooms they stayed at. They staged multiple interventions. They staged them on television for oh, people who watch, which no. is just, like, ew. No. Um, the we woman, have shows for that.
1: We don't need. Right.
0: It was, like, a special. I'm, like, who at are, home? Are you serious? Yes. Because, so.
1: That's so messed up.
0: June got her own show. It was about her losing weight. Mm-hmm. Because there was one thing about that family was they were very big. Mm-hmm. June yeah. lost so much weight. She looked great. Mm-hmm. She then spiraled down this, you know, path with drugs, which is just awful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then that ended up being on TV too, I think. The whole thing was, like, in front of the cameras. And it was like, do you not get a second to yourself? Like, I just feel like that's the destructive path you can end up down. And then, you know, being on camera so young can have an effect on you. And, um, I mean, there are other examples of this. I mean, look what's happened to the family that was on 19 Kids and Counting. Mm -hmm. The Duggars have had scandal after scandal after scandal. And Mm -hmm. because they were famous, those things happened in front of the public eye. If they'd never been on TV and those things had happened, no one would know really because they were just a private family. And it's again this, you know, extra eyes on you. Um, John and Kate Plus 8, which was a great show. I got sucked in. I watched it on Saturday mornings for some reason. And I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, They divorced and it was in front of the public eye. And there's been a bunch of stuff there. I mean, just like Little People Big World. Yeah. When they, that hit me. When they divorced, I was like, no, you got
1: to be kidding me. It's such a, it was such a good show.
0: And then that woman, didn't one of the cast members from Little People Atlanta die? Yeah. The one that said, hey, how y'all doing? Do I didn't know that was her until she died. <laughs> Me neither. But that, that was a very tragic accident. She was hit. She was uh killed in a hit and run. Why? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, she was killed in a hit and run. That's messed up. We don't do those things. Um, okay? But yeah. <laughs> How y'all doing? I recommend you Google the original clip of that audio because it's very funny. Wow. That's- so, but yeah, I just think you know, family reality TV is a dangerous game. Um, there was a show. Mm-hmm. This is an example of a dangerous game. This is just really funny. There was this show. Russia is I'm immediately gonna know what I'm talking about. One night, Russia and I decided we we're gonna study together, and then we went downstairs to Russia's apartment, yes. and <laughs> we turned on TLC randomly, and there's this show on. That was about this family that had sextuplets, which I believe is six kids. I pray that never happens to me. That's all I'm saying. And the thing was, there was no issue that they had six kids. I mean, it was a little like, what? Mm-hmm. But um the names of these children were... Wow. It was ridiculous. I'm Googling it right now. And you know okay. what's so
1: crazy? We started to catch on as the show, as we were watching the episode. That's the thing that pissed me off the most. I was like, wait, am I noticing a little bit of a pattern in these names? Go ahead, and yell up. Let them know what we figured out.
0: So, okay, so the show was called Sweet Home Sextuplets. And so they actually had... 11 no 10 kids because they had three older kids and then they had welcomed sextuplets yeah so the 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 older kids names were sailor with a y wells and bridge now Mm. sailor and wells not that strange bridge okay um now the sextuplets Were named Blue, B L U no E, Lake, which was L A Y K E, Rawlings, okay, Rain with a Y, and an E at the end, Rivers, and Tag. Now, Russia. What was the theme that we noticed very quickly? Why are all the like all the names have to do with water?
1: I'm like I, when we first I think the first name we heard was blue. And I was like, oh, you're trying to be Miss Blue Ivy Carter, but you can't. Okay. Then we heard the other lake, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. then others.
0: River. Why? Rain. Sailor even falls into that. And bridge is also kind of strange. All of it has to do with water.
1: Why? Why? I just need to know. I I want to ask, but I'll ne- I will never know. <laughs> yeah, that was a strange show. It was, interesting. and I think that show
0: has been canceled. So yeah,
1: less TLC family shows. Awesome
0: TLC, yeah, uh, it's a strange channel. And then they've got like other weird shows which we won't get into. But like, my six hundred pound life. Um, what's that show about the ER? Oh, untold stories of the ER.
1: That's the a really good show. It makes me aware of the things that could happen
0: to me that I'll not do. You know, this is a tangent, but I think this is this was the same night we just ended up watching TLC for like an hour, <laughs> and an episode came up and it was like all these frat guys were in the hospital and they're they were all like peeing blue or something. Oh like yeah, because gest- somebody like put something in the punch and they all. <laughs> And I was like, what is happening? I swear I've seen that episode like 10 times. (laughs) TLC, I don't know what you're doing. You're bringing in viewers. It's weird. It's kind of uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Keep doing it. I don't know. I don't know.
1: You know what I noticed about family reality TV? I think it's so similar to like family vloggers, which I won't get too deep into because that can be a whole nother... (laughs) discussion and i'm pretty sure we talked about that before but like one person gets more invested one person or a few people in the family get more invested in it than the others so like they're all about we gotta record we gotta do the confessional we gotta do this and the other family is like i don't want to do that man and i think that's what breaks up the families i honest. think
0: family channels are more um exploited exploitative like than family reality tv well yeah because you i mean family channels are literally the scum of the earth i'm sorry they're the worst thing to watch because it's like you're making content from your children and like the titles are like oh my god my child took my credit card which i technically gave to them and spent a thousand dollars on like Fortnite things and it's like yeah. That didn't happen. You set that up. It's probably more staged than TV. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it needs to stop. I just wanted to stop. Please stop. Please stop making family channels. Stop making like, unless it's like authentic family stuff. Yeah. Don't do it, please. Now let's move on. Okay. Russia, take us to our next topic. Okay, so the next topic is business reality TV. I
1: think this may be my top two for hum- the categories i like the best so i think we should talk about a show that i deeply love called selling sunset if you are on un- <laughs> the L's face right now is hilarious if you are unfamiliar with selling sunset it is about this show it is about this real estate brokerage sorry in la they're mm-hmm. on like sunset boulevard yeah and they have like six or seven realtors and they're all female and they wear like the most obnoxious stiletto high heels and and they they, all have
0: Birkin bags
1: yeah and they're they're just very like glamorous women a lot of them work hard though can't knock them for that and they obviously sell homes like multi-million dollar homes so the show pretty much revolves around the brokerage and the drama in it and the brokerage is called the Oppenheim group yes by the Oppenheim brothers and they they make appearances too but Mm -hmm. most of the drama is really related to the girls so they have three seasons on Netflix I highly recommend the show but I'm going to give my tidbits on what's going to start to annoy you (laughs) so I think that Honestly, I think the show is really good, but the drama is so over the top that it's like, there's no way this can be real. And then, like, the girls, I start to hate them one by one as the episodes go on, and then my relationship, you know, changes, not that I know them, and I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like this girl now. Yeah. I think that a lot of them are just stuck up and they need to get out of their head, but... I think it's a great show. I like seeing the homes. It's
0: honestly, Neil is going to say this, but that's one of the best parts. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I was, that was exactly what I was going to say. I said to Russia yesterday because I never watched it. Um, Selling Sunset's third season debuted right in like kind of the beginning or of like quarantine and a lot of people were watching it. Um, And I didn't jump on the bandwagon, but. Um, I, you know, I was like, we're gonna do this episode, I'll watch, my goal was to binge watch the whole thing. I only got three episodes in, because I couldn't watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to keep pausing it, because I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this is bad. Yeah. (laughs) And I said to Russia, the best part of the show was when the drama wasn't going on, and they were just showing a nice house. Um, you know, I... It seems so fake to me, so fake to me. But you know it's not, right? I know it's not, but part... I know it's not fake, but the drama is just so built up from kind of nothing that that's what bothers me. So I'll give you some examples. Mm-hmm. Or, like, things I know would never happen, but they were clearly, like, there's cameras on us, let me just do this. So... um. In the first season, one of the um, women who works at the um, Oppenheim Group, Mary, um, her and Chriselle have a birthday par- have like a combined birthday party, and Mary is dating this guy, who is considerably younger than her. He's twenty five. She's ter- she's thirty nine, mm-hmm. and. They went to dinner for their anniversary and it was like a bad dinner, which I also was like, this is uncomfortable to watch because they're supposed to be celebrating a year together and instead they're kind of almost getting into an argument about like what their plans are. Because he's <laughs> like, I don't want kids for 10 years. And she's like, Well, I'm about to be 40 and my biological clock is ticking. And it's just like, Why am I watching this? Yeah. The private conversation. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the party and the girls are like questioning the boyfriend about like what are his plans and like whatnot Mm -hmm. and like they're asking him questions and he's kind of like he's not giving the best answers and they're kind of playing it up a little too much like i understand like play it up a little too much and i'm like it's not that dramatic like you don't need to be like oh my god he just said this oh no Ah, ah." Mm -hmm. um And then there's, like, a fight that goes on between, like, not a fight, but, like, an argument between Heather and Brett because Heather's talking about her boyfriend who lives overseas that she constantly has to go visit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I love him. And Brett's like, well, I want to meet him. I want to, you know, give my approval. And she's like, well, I don't need your approval. And it turns into this, like, weird argument Mm-hmm. and it's like okay like you're fighting with your boss and like mm-hmm. he doesn't really like she's right in this because like why is he getting so like aggressive about meeting her boyfriend mm-hmm. um there was an oh this was the worst thing that i was like why is this happening they so mary gets engaged to rome roman romaine 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 like the latest romaine um and they have this like weird engagement party which isn't really an engagement party it's like a dinner mm-hmm. um and they get into the conversation of the fact that mary used to date jason who was one of the founders of the oppenheim group mm-hmm. and they get into this long conversation about how how long were they together and they adopted these two dogs together and now the dog
1: was still at the brokerage (laughs) right
0: and like they'd already broken up and they decided to get another dog because they wanted the dog to have like a brother and Mm -hmm. all the girls are asking them questions about the relationship at an engagement dinner for her engagement with another guy yeah and they're like why did you break up and it was just like why is this conversation going on? This mm-hmm. conversation would never happen at an actual engagement party. It'd be the conversation that happen on the side between two people or maybe, you know, it, it, you just think in your head, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is awkward. You never voice it. That mm-hmm. to me felt forced. And I was like, I can't watch. And like, so I didn't watch the next episode after that because I just couldn't.
1: So I have a couple things. One, say them. I can't believe all that happened in three episodes because I remember right? all of that, but I don't... I remember it. I mean, I watched the first season of Selling Sunset so long ago, like even before all the hype started, so I really don't remember what happened in the first season. So thank you for the reminders because now <laughs> I know. But to me, that's so crazy that all that happened within the first three episodes because honestly, that felt like more season two stuff, but I was wrong. Two... I understand where you're coming from, where feeling like some of the things feel forced, like they have to say it, but when I was watching some of the Selling Sunset interviews, people have brought that up before, like in Instagram comments and on Twitter, and they said that pretty much on the show, the producers, like, force them to talk about things out loud. So you know that's how, you- how
0: reality TV works, unfortunately. That's why the yeah. reality thing can sometimes be questioned. Because mm-hmm. producers have a bigger hand in this stuff than I think people realize, yeah. it can be problematic. It's problematic in a series we're going to talk about in a later category. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know producers, I, I had a feeling producers were probably behind the camera going, because there's an interesting encounter that happens at that engagement party. Where um, Christine Mm -hmm. is, they're having this conversation about Jason and Mary. And no one has asked, why did they break up? Mm -hmm. And also the girls are acting like they didn't know any of this information, which I find kind of surprising. But Mm -hmm. whatever. So Christine looks at Chrishell across the table and you see her mouth Mm -hmm. ask why they broke up. Which is clearly probably a producer, mouth to Christine, ask why they broke up. And Christine was like, You know what? I'm not gonna be the one to ask. I'm gonna have shell. because she's the new girl. She's yeah. gonna ask. Then shell was like, Should I? Christine went, Yeah. And then shell was like, Can I ask? Why did you break up? And I thought, No, shell. <laughs> why? Yeah. That's the problem, because it's like the producers. And
1: I think you're right. I'm pretty sure most of the girls knew what happened except for Crochet, right. to be honest, because she was new. But I think the producers pushed and was like we everyone the viewers need to know the story too, so we're going to act like nobody knows and retell the story. And that's when the reality is lost because most of the girls already I could bet money most of them knew what what, what happened. And yeah, they Heather was like
0: I didn't her. know this. I'm thinking really Heather like, we love you, honey,
1: but we do, we know you do this, and you know, also, like you were saying, the show just has so much secondhand embarrassment, I think that's what makes it hard to watch, too, because it's, like, there's so many things that happen that are obviously, like, you can tell forced by producers, and you're, like, I should, especially that, that conversation, that romaine and mary had at dinner that made me so uncomfortable too i was like that is a very very private conversation that you have in the comfort of your home or with your partner and you it's just you two talking i don't want they hear- were
0: obviously also both looked so uncomfortable i don't know because cameras were there mm-hmm. he looked more uncomfortable than her yeah and it was just weird and it felt and like there was just silence and then like sipping their drinks Mm -hmm. and the mood just shifted so fast I was like I felt like I was sitting at the table and I should get up and leave but I couldn't because I was just watching it and I'm like oh my god oh my god Mm -hmm. but one thing I can say is
1: I feel like the show gives a good representation on how some people are in friend groups. Like, okay, for example, Christine, I feel like Christine is like someone that I know. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily like I have a friend like that, but I feel like certain friends have tendencies that Christine has. Like, they always give their opinion, and it's a lot of times unwanted. Or, like, they blow things out of proportion way bigger than they,
0: than it needs to be. Or, like, or they, they mouth question. you stuff across the table, and you're like, shut up. <laughs>
1: like, exactly. Yeah. Or they question their, like, quote-unquote friends on what happened in a situation when you should be having your friends back.
0: That is something that i Yeah, because so also like. there was another, in that engagement party yeah christine has a conversation with mary where she's like what girl what are you doing Mm -hmm. like her tone completely shifted and she was like you really want to marry this man like what's going on with you and mary of course was like what the fuck like what are you talking about and it was just like what like what is happening but yeah i mean that's the thing i like at first was like i don't really like christine but i kind of like christine because she adds a little she she adds stuff to the show She's mm-hmm. very much, you know, I'm going to say stuff and something will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, every show needs that. Yeah. Um, she's very much, you know, the fire starter. I don't think she's necessarily a malicious person, though, because mm-hmm. I think she just doesn't have a filter.
1: She doesn't have a filter. And I feel like she, I don't know if you got up to this part, so I don't want to spoil things for you.
0: I'm not going to watch the show anymore, Okay, so perfect. So I can get to you spoilers. You say, but anyone watching, spoiler alert.
1: Yes, spoiler alert. So pretty much, you haven't met Davina yet, right? In the show?
0: No, I have met Davina, and she's already kind of done some questionable things.
1: So I think if you were to watch the whole thing, and if anybody's listening and watch the whole thing... Comment on the episode post and let me know if you agree. You will hate Davina with, like, every bone in your body. How awful of a person she is. Like, I thought Christine was bad in the first season. I was like, I don't like Christine. Like, I can't stand her. Then in the second season, I was like, okay, Christine, she brings, you know, that little flair that you were talking about. And, you know, I feel like she feels the need to be so outspoken Because she used to get bullied, like, in high school. I don't really know why, though. Yeah, no,
0: she did talk about that. that And I thought that was a weird thing for them to bring up, but... Yeah, I feel like it has a connection to why she acts the way she does, though. But can I just say this? I don't like when characters who are being perpetuated as the mean person bring up something like, I was bullied in high school. Because it's kind of an immediate cop-out.
1: Yeah, like, that's why... From your actions. yeah. Exactly. No, that's so true. But yeah, I think Christine, I I still hate her sometimes, but I don't really, I do not hate her as much as I hate Davina. Davina irks every bone in my body. Just the stuff that she does, the questions that she asks, it's like it's none of your business. And she's always pitting people against each other. And you'll see that if you watch season two and three. Specifically
0: three. Well, um Davina um at one point when Mary gets engaged, she comes in with the ring and she like shows it off. And I didn't I didn't know this, and I don't think any of the other girls noticed because it was not really noticeable. The ring wasn't real diamond, it was like some artificial diamond that they put in. And she was like yeah you know he's he's you know saving up to get an actual ring and they all thought it was like really nice yeah. Davina goes but are you okay with that that was the first point I knew I, Davina is and the they boy. and Christine was like damn Davina <laughs> they're all like what the fuck why would you say that even Mary was like what yeah so.
1: Davina needs to understand it, how to have a filter Cause she, she doesn't have a filter and I'm pretty sure that producers like obviously egg them on to say things. So her as a character, she's not like this in real life. Either way, I don't care. Her as a character is a really horrible person that I don't think anyone would want to be friends with. Cause I, I couldn't imagine even being around her. I, you know, when I watch Davina in, in the episodes, I'm so sorry. This is my last point. She just freaking aggravates me. I've never in my life wanted to like rip someone out of the TV and like slap them across the face for someone else on behalf until I watched Selling Sunset and Davina decided to pop on the screen acting like a big old bully because she's just a bully. She's a bully and she's disrespectful. And these girls don't stand up for themselves. I'm not going to lie. Netflix, y'all are not listening. But if you so happen to be, can we get some, like, action going on in these episodes? Somebody needs to slap her. (laughs) Like, literally. Like, I don't want to promote violence among the women, but she needs a good one-two and we're done. (laughs) Because she's aggravating. She really is. I'm done. That's all.
0: (laughs) I will say, though, that, you know like i said the one interesting thing about this show is like the real estate because there's this house that's like 40 million dollars and they're all trying to get buyers for it and the house isn't finished and i just have a question mm -hmm. do you ever see the house finished yes is it really nice it's crazy okay because i'm really annoyed when they like bring people there and i'm like the house isn't done why would you bring someone to an unfinished house the house is amazing. Like, how I mean, can you get a sense I mean, of what it's going to look open like?
1: Open house event. It's crazy. You've got...
0: to Google it because I yeah. don't watch the show. But, um, but like, that's the interesting thing. Like, Mary showed a house to Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Like, that was yeah. cool. Um, there was <laughs> one moment where Christine was showing a house to this couple. And the woman was like, I don't like the neighborhood. Like, everything that Christine pointed out was like, this is nice. <laughs> this is nice. Like, oh, yeah. Christine knows how to do her job yeah she does that She's is like perfect. this is nice and we have this and that when the woman was like i don't like it i don't like it i, I like remember it. that and christine off camera was like what the fuck <laughs> what's wrong with you this is a nice ass house no that's um.
1: true um. yeah the homes are beautiful it's insane and another spoiler alert just setting li- leaving this out there mary would. When- she got married on the show she
0: okay that was my other question Romaine. does she get married to Roman? yes it's okay. so
1: cute and they have a wedding at a at one of her listings of course and they do the house that day isn't that crazy yeah mary was working <laughs> Hmm. you see it it's crazy
0: I was like, "This is nice." That actually looks so good because the unfinished, like, scaffolding still up. I was like, "This is not a good look." Like, <laughs> I get it; the house is big, but like, what's it gonna look like? Because you know, they stage these houses and they make them look nice. I don't look at an empty thing that's not done. Exactly. But that that looks good. Yeah, that it was looks good. So. Okay, well, there are other things in this category. I, here's the thing. I'm not familiar that much with this category because um, we have a million-dollar listing, which you watch, right?
1: Yes, great show. I like, uh, I like New York and L.A., but I think I like New York better because I— What
0: is the show about?
1: Okay, so it's about another brokerage. To be honest, I don't watch it enough to really remember the name. But I remember that they have men and women on this specific series. The women are in L.A. So in L.A., it's like men and women. And then in New York, they only have like a a men's team of real estate agents. And they just show like million dollar listings in New York and in L.A. And the show is pretty much just about the listings. But it's also about their lives, too, and how... They have developed as real estate agents. Why I like this show specifically as well is because it's been around for so long. So you can see like the real estate agents that started off and they were like getting maybe like four or five listings and they were making like good amu- a good amount of money, but they weren't making like millions of dollars like they are now. And then fast forward to like 2019, 2020, they're like these really developed agents and they're doing like bi-coastal work and you can see their work ethic really has paid off so I think that's why I like the show as well because you can see like someone's career path and how they started versus like where they are now and I feel like million dollar listing is definitely more real estate based see I think I would enjoy
0: that more than selling sunset
1: yeah it's not they don't have too much drama Even though they do have one drama queen, Mr. Frederick, he starts his problems and he's very annoying sometimes, but he's really the only one that like starts issues. Everyone else is like really chill. And then we have Storage Wars, which neither of us have watched, right? I used to watch it like on and off, but I don't know anything really about
0: it. I just know what they do. So here's what the Wikipedia page says. When rent is not paid on a storage locker for three months in California, the contents can be sold by an auctioneer as a single lot of items in the form of a cash only auction. The show follows professional buyers who visit storage facilities throughout the state and bid on these lockers. Before each locker is auctioned, the buyers are given five minutes to inspect the contents from the doorway, but may not enter the locker or touch any of the items. After the day's, auctions are completed the winning bidders sort through the lockers estimating the prices they will set on the contents and or consulting with experts for an appraisal of unusual items um, and then basically it summarizes whether they they had a profit or a loss this show was really popular it actually ended last year um, in 2019 but this was like I said this is a very popular show storage auctions are like huge Mm -hmm. like there are stories all the time about like people getting storage like winning storage units and then like discovering that there were like really expensive things in there
1: yeah
0: um so I'd be interested to watch this Mm -hmm.
1: storage wars is interesting I remember just like a handful of the episodes that I did watch because I know my mom was like a pretty avid watcher they have, like, different families and, like, couples and groups that go to these auctions, and then they highlight those people. And then they have the auctioneer who, like, bids, like, this person. has. You know when they talk fast? I can't do it, so yeah. I'm not even going to try. One dollar,
0: one dollar, one dollar, two dollar, two dollar. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. They, like, you know, obviously are the ones there to facilitate the auction, but the couples and, like, people who are there bidding on it that are, like, highlighted by the show... Some of them are just, like, so extra and over the top. Like, the five minutes you have to, like, inspect the locker, but you can't go inside. They, like, get—some people have these, like, different strategies. Like, they'll have, like, a little magnifying glass with a flashlight on it, like, trying to zoom through the storage room without going inside to see. I remember once somebody brought a sidekick, like, it was just, like, ridiculous. Like, people—I real. think that's the funny part about the show, too— that these people use like these weird strategies and tactics to like see if they could get a good locker. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think also the premise of the show is you try to buy the locker cheap and then you make a good amount of profit off of it. Right. So yeah, it's super interesting also when they go through the lockers and then like they're starting to discover things and like maybe rare things, they don't know if it costs that much and then they go get it checked out and it ends up being like a thousand dollars. That's pretty cool.
0: And that is business reality television. If you can come up with a better name for that category, please let us know because I feel like there's probably a better way to describe that. Yeah. So next up, we have dating reality TV. Now, there's a lot that falls under this. Some of these shows are competition reality TV, which is our next subject, mm-hmm. and, but they're also dating, so I feel like they also they need to go under dating. Yeah, um, but if you know me, you know that I'm a big fan of All Things Bachelor Nation. Um, and last night was The Bachelorette. Um, every Tuesday night, I am in front of my television with Rose watching the show. Yeah, that's the that. truth. <laughs> um, I did not expect to like this show. I got into the Bachelor junior year? No. Was it junior? No, it was junior year. Yeah. Um, with Colton Underwood season, which was an interesting season. Um and here's what I'll say about the Bachelor. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the format, you're living under a rock. But essentially they bring on a bachelor or the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And they bring on, they start with 30 men or women, depending if bachelor or bachelorette. Then, you know, every week a certain number gets eliminated, and then it gets to a stage where um, they have fantasy suites, which is just a fancy way of saying they have sex, um, which can either go really well or really bad. Sometimes they will choose not to have sex with the person, and it means you're going home. Um, They have hometown visits. So the final four have hometowns and the bachelor or bachelorette will get to meet their family and then they'll eliminate someone based off their family, which is kind of shitty. And then they, it just goes on on until they like get to the end and either sometimes it ends in a proposal. Sometimes it doesn't. If it ends in a proposal, it's more likely to last. If it doesn't, It's kind of, you know, up in the air. So typically how the show has worked is that they started in, like, the Malibu area of California, and then they travel to different countries with the contestants every week. But because of COVID, the most recent season, they've had to do it all at the La Quinta um, Resort in Palm Springs. Um, Which has been interesting to watch because they've had to be more creative about, like, the dates they go on. Mm -hmm. Um, The interesting thing about The Bachelor, and this is what I was talking about earlier with producers. This show, in the last couple of years, has been exposed more for how much producers play a role. They tell people to do things. They tell people to say things. They also manipulate relationships, which end up pissing off contestants and The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, And it's not great. Yeah. And it's gotten a lot of flack from some certain people. So essentially what ABC does is they have these people under contract for a period of time. They can't say anything bad about the show. Mm -hmm. When their, when their contract is up, Oh, believe me, they're coming out with a book or a YouTube channel. Like it's happened. Um, The most recent bachelor Peter he's shared the date that his contract ends with ABC and it's March 15th next year. And it seems like he's going to reveal some stuff because, yeah, I like, I love the show, but also parts of it are just kind of crappy. They've had a long-standing diversity issue. Mm-hmm. Um They, this is, so Tasia is currently the Bachelorette. Love Tasia. She's only the second black Bachelorette. Um, and then The Bachelor, who's going to be in January, is only the first black Bachelor. This show has been on for over 20 seasons. I don't know what season we're on now. I think we're on 26 now. But, like, yeah, he's the first black one. Um, there's also, like, the, the contestants they bring on are not typically diverse. Um, I think that's
1: why I never watched the show.
0: Yeah, I can see where an argument can be made, you know, against, for, like, why you wouldn't watch it. I think it's an interesting thing to watch mm-hmm. because there's always a villain. There's always a guy or a girl who's made out to be a bitch or just someone who's going to complain the whole time, pin people against each other. The dynamic is also interesting. You have a lot of men in a house together. Typically, they don't really fight that much unless one guy does something that, like, alienates the rest.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: women, though, oh, the drama. <laughs> it gets catty. Like, there was one season where, like, the younger women were, like, there's old, like, uh, cougars here. Like, making fun of women for how old they were or that is rude. saying that they had drinking problems when they didn't uh one one woman called another one a pill popper. like it got intense yes, <laughs> yes. Some, people be, some people just don't need to be around others <laughs> so and there's always there's always pageant queens oh of course on these shows oh. um and one season the season i started watching There were two pageant girls. One was Hannah Brown, who went on to be the bachelorette. She was the best bachelorette ever. And then she won Dancing with the Stars. We love Hannah. Hannah was Miss Alabama. Also on the show was Kaylin, who was Miss North Carolina, who actually was the runner-up in Miss USA. Hannah didn't place at all. And it turned out that Kaylin and Hannah knew each other. They'd had a falling out during Miss USA because Kaylin had placed higher than um Hannah. And they had not spoken since. And then they saw each other the first night of the show. And they were like, What? Also, Kaylin for some reason decided that she was going to wear her sash that said Miss North Carolina. I hate people like that. I'm sorry. And Hannah just walked in like hey it was literally like hey how you doing <laughs> that's what it was
1: that is so bad
0: oh my and God. they just were feuding the whole time and then they were like telling Colton like bad things about the other one it got bad oh no none of them ended up with him so it's fine but um it it got catty it got really catty yeah so you know it's a thing that either you hate it Or, like, I had a friend text me a couple weeks ago and be like, are you watching The Bachelorette? And I said, yes. And she was like, I can't get through it right now. I hate it. Please convince me to keep watching. And I was like, keep watching. (laughs) Like, it's either a thing that you hate or it's a thing you get sucked into. I didn't think I'd like it. I got sucked into it. And now it's, like, something I live and breathe.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Because, like I said, I'm not a huge reality TV person. And this isn't really reality TV. Is there any really reality TV show? I don't really think so. I think there's always an ounce of fakeness to this Mm -hmm. and manipulation by producers. But I think it's probably the most notable dating reality television show that there is.
1: I need to watch it. Now that we have a black queen on there, I think... uh, think Tasia
0: is just so good. It really was bothering me. That's honestly why I never watched the show. And Matt James, who's going to be the Bachelor, he's attractive.
1: He's cute, bro. I was like, who is this man? Can I get on the show now?
0: (laughs) And you know what we got on the show? He was supposed to be a contestant on this season of The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. But he's also well-known friends with a former Bachelorette contestant, Tyler Cameron, who dated Gigi Hadid. And then he briefly dated Stas. Um, So Matt James was getting a lot of attention. And ABC was like, you know what? Let's just make him The Bachelor. Now, here's the thing. They did this during a period of time when they were getting flack because of what was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd. So it was clearly a move to make themselves look good, but I also think it was a good choice. So, I, agree. I agree. There you have it. Give it
1: a try, guys, because I am. So that says a lot. <laughs> Okay. Should we I don't know. Should we move on to Love,
0: Love Island? We know none of us watched it. I've just heard so many things about Love Island. I don't yes. It there's so many episodes which kind of just like That's, that's why I don't want to watch, watch it. I don't have that
1: much time. That's what I'm saying. They were saying at one point there was a new episode coming out every day.
0: I'm yes, like, how
1: do you have that much content?
0: CBS had an episode every and the thing is I've heard the English one is better than the US one just because of the accents because the accents are like oh my god he cheated on me like
1: that was a horrible accent I've told you about how I think it's so funny when people from the UK argue I just well, them yeah I cannot take them seriously it just doesn't sound real
0: But yeah, I mean there's here's the thing. The the concept sounds interesting. Yeah. Will I ever watch it? Probably not, because I'm a very picky TV person. Um, also I don't have that much time to watch that much. Yeah. Like I need a short thing. I need short seasons. Not I need something that's a relatively good length. I can't do like forty episodes in one season. That is not a show, that's a film. Mm-mm. So, X on the Beach is the next one. I've watched this show briefly, so I can't really
1: tell you I really remember the names of anybody. What is it on? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I, you- I didn't never heard of this show. I watched it during college, like, a couple of episodes. There was a point when me and one of my housemates were, like, obsessed, and we watched it, like, every day. But I- Honestly, couldn't tell you where you could watch this show. But pretty much these people are on this like beach resort and they go there and then their exes start coming back. Not even coming back. Their exes start coming onto the show and then they can stay and then they get like voted off. And then sometimes the exes that come back want to be with the person but the person has moved on or like the person is with someone else that lives in the house and then the ex gets into arguments with the person that the their ex is trying to see because they're like I want them you got I was with her before so you gotta back up it's just crazy
0: This sounds like a hot mess
1: it's a hot mess of a show
0: who came up with this and thought that's good
1: it's a hot mess of a show but it's funny (laughs) It's funny when people's exes come back that they don't want to be with them and their ex is, like, so pressed on getting this person back. And you don't know which ex it is. That's the worst part about it. So these people could have, like, exes they never wanted to see ever again pop up on the show. And now they're stuck in the house with them. And then they try to, like, build alliances to, like, vote people off yeah it's honestly pretty funny i wouldn't watch like a whole bunch of episodes but i think just a sprinkle here and there is good entertainment
0: sprinkle so next up we have too hot to handle i didn't watch this show um the concept of it was weird it was basically a show with really hot people and all of these shows take place at like a beach resort. That's the thing I'm like, that's the only reason I go on the show. Um, really hot people and they can't touch each other. They can't kiss. They can't have sex. They can't do anything else. If they do, they get money taken. They have to pay money for everything they do. And there's like a scale. Like sex is the highest thing. I think sex was like $200 or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's, like, a cash prize at the end of it. So you win the prize if you, like, go without doing it. But people did it anyway, and it caused drama. It was a show on Netflix. It was kind of popular. The only reason I know about the show is because there's a guy who's on it. Mm. He, was, he got into a relationship. Um, it was Harry and Francesca. They were really popular on the show. They got engaged. They left the show early. They got engaged. And then it seemed like they weren't actually engaged. But they were together. And then they broke up. And now they're both influencers in Los Angeles. And Harry got photographed with Larza Pippen. um, And he was dating. He's just, like, he's caused a lot of drama among, like, influencers. (laughs) And he's attract he's actually not that attractive. He's like basic looking. Okay. the only reason I think people think he's attractive is he has an Australian accent. Oh, um, I knew it. And yeah, the show just seems weird. Um, yeah I never
1: watched it either. I just like heard about it. And I was like, what even is this?
0: Netflix, I feel like, is just really trying to get a lot of money with these dating shows, and some of them have been hit, and some of them have been missed. Like, Mm -hmm. Love is Blind was a real success. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I think, like, Too Hot to Handle, I don't think we'll be coming back for a second season. Also, some of these shows are hard to do now with COVID.
1: That is true. So. So the next show we have is The Circle. So... This is more competition, but also I guess you could say it's dating. So it's like the social media show and everyone is in this one apartment building, but they never meet. They don't have any sort of physical interactions. They just communicate through this portal called the circle. They can play games. They can have little game nights and I don't even know. Like, they just do random stuff. They update their profiles. So they only know what these people look like through their profiles. But the catch is, you can come on the show as a catfish. So you don't have to come as yourself. So one of the guys, his name was Sebum. He came as his girlfriend.
0: Hold on. And the- his name oh. is Sebum? Like, the stuff that comes out of your face that you don't like?
1: Oh, no, not sebum. Seaburn.
0: Oh, I was about to say.
1: (laughs) I was like, it's something with C and a B and a U. (laughs) Seaburn. That's better. (laughs) He was on the show and he made it to the finale, like the end where they were finding out, where they were finally able to meet. And he came as his girlfriend. And I think that's why he didn't win the show, because he was a catfish. But he was the last, he was the only catfish out of all of them that survived throughout the whole show. But it's super interesting because like when people get voted off, oh, because at the end of the week, so let me explain this. You play all these games, you do all this stuff. And then at the end of the week, everyone votes on who's like the circle leader. And then the circle leader and someone else gets to vote on who they want to be off of the show. And then that person who gets voted off gets the opportunity to go meet whoever they want in the apartment building to see if they are who they say they are. Or maybe they had like a little fling slash quote unquote relationship with this person and they wanted to see like if it would really happen in real life, they can go see them. But that is the only time you can actually physically see someone is if you get voted off and during the finale. Hmm. So honestly, it's pretty interesting. Like I remember, there was this one guy. He came on with his mom, but people just thought it was just him. But his mom was also like answering the questions and prompts on the little app. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's, it's pretty interesting. I think the circle was, the circle was like one of the first shows I watched during quarantine, and I was obsessed and I need them to come out with a new season like ASAP and I think it's also just like it's a unique competition show that I've never seen before like there's never been something like it done where like people are isolated in this small space for who knows how many months and they don't know what people look like they're just communicating through technology I think it's pretty cool
0: I think what's interesting about some of these shows where you like go to find love is like are you there to find love or are you there for you to um get enough attention that you can be verified on Instagram and you can like start a career as an influencer because I think there's that element of it now too mm-hmm. of like are you in this for the right reasons? That's the question that gets asked the most on The Bachelor is like, are you here for the right reasons? Are you here for the right reasons? yeah um so i think it's interesting of like are you actually like what what led you to the circumstance that you're on this show that's true so i don't think it matters to producers but it matters to the people that you potentially could be starting relationships with
1: that's true yeah because like you don't want to be wasting people's time but then some people don't care
0: and that's- right and speaking of wasting people's time let's talk about the classic catfish this show is just the best thing like i've i've actually never seen the documentary that was about neve's experience being catfished
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've always wanted to watch it but the show there have just been some moments on this show that have been hands down the best tv i've ever seen my favorite moment to this day well no there's three mm-hmm. one was this guy who was convinced he was dating katie perry and he told his friend in front of neve and max <laughs> and the guy was like what he's like yeah we've been dating for like five years and he's like "Oh, uh, really it's like come on yeah this guy was fully convinced and he was like they're like she, she's she's married he was like no she's not he's like <laughs> what dude um <laughs> find that out online then there was this i have to explain the episode but the explanation is just it's so good so there's this woman that was being catfished and she already had a child and they found out that basically the guy was like using somebody else's pictures it wasn't him Mm -hmm. um and he was like being spotty with her and she was like concerned about telling him that she had a kid and whatnot and she had this really close friend who also had a child and they figured out that he lived in her area like he was pretty close by and then they figured out that he worked at like a mechanic shop nearby and she's like i know where that is so they brought the friend with them oh no there's this climactic moment it's like the best moment in the entire show (laughs) plus the one i'm gonna say after but they open the garage door the guy's in there and it turns out it's her best friend's baby daddy who was catfishing her (laughs) you're lying and the woman's like yo what the fuck oh my god like she freaked out at him and he was like damn why'd you gotta bring her it was gonna be on tv sir like he didn't he was like damn y'all really ruined my life but the woman's like uh, they both were like, oh my god, Jamal. I don't think that was his name, but like they the women were like Jamal and the and the and the her best friend whose baby dad it was, she was like, Oh my god, you're you're oh my god, unbelievable. She's like, he doesn't pay me child support and he's catfishing you. That's crazy. Russia, you have to watch this episode. It's like that is insane. It was it was crazy, and then the best moment is when they found out that this guy was catfishing using some, like, rapper's photos. They tracked down the guy. The guy was on his phone the entire time. Neve got so upset, he threw the guy's phone in the river. Oh, snap. He just got so impatient with the guy's attitude that he threw the phone. Yeah. And it's, like, a classic catfish moment. And the guy was like, you owe me a new phone. He was like, no, I don't.
1: I think one of my favorite episodes was the the one, the Fat Kelly Price, where the girl catfished her cousin, because he called her Fat Kelly Price. I've never seen that one. Bro, that would you have to look it up. I'm pretty sure you could just watch the whole thing on YouTube. That one is so funny. This girl catfished her cousin hard. And-
0: <laughs> Oh, there's just a bunch of memes. Me
1: Fat Kelly Price. That was really funny. Because I was like, sis really said, you know what? You gonna call me a name? I'm gonna play your whole life. And I'm pretty sure she was talking to him for a while. Like, a while. I also remember there was this one episode with this guy from Love and Hip Hop. Who the girl thought... I don't remember his name because I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. But the girl was convinced she was talking to somebody from Love and Hip Hop. Turns out the guy's security guard was the one talking to her through his Instagram account. Because what they what they were having a hard time trying to understand on the show in that specific episode was how was the guy from Love and Hip Hop DMing her from the account, like his official account. With so it was
0: him DMing from his official account. It was was the security guard. No, it wasn't him. It was the security guard. But using his account. Yes, because he
1: doesn't respond to DMs. What? He doesn't like use his DMs and his security guard was doing it. Ain't that something? And they had to meet up in real life. Like we saw the guy from Love and Hip Hop. He was recording the show, when this all went down, they
0: met by, like, one of the peers. It was so dramatic. Like, there was one show, too. Oh, this show is just insane. But, um, and the thing is, you'd think with the advancement of the internet, it'd be harder to get away with it. Because they, I remember they would, like, they could drag a photo in and figure out where it came from. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, how are they doing that? And now I'm like, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like far technology but there's one episode i think where like a girl was catfishing a guy because like he bullied her at one point in her life like and then he realized it was her and he's like oh that ugly bitch like
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the but the baby daddy one is just that's crazy
1: homeboy really thought my thing is like were you ever gonna meet her in real life and if so you thought you're the girl that you were talking to was gonna leave you and you're
0: her best friend's baby dad well the thing was is that he they he had a bad reputation mm-hmm. so he knew that he couldn't just like approach her being him mm. but it's still like problematic and then like the friendship between the they did like a they did the follow-up as they always do and like the yeah. two women hadn't been on speaking terms
1: Wait, did the girl who was talking to him know it was him?
0: No, she thought it was somebody else.
1: So why would they not be on speaking terms? She
0: didn't know. I don't know. It was like, the she was just a, she was upset with both of them. Aww. I have to rewatch the episode, oh so maybe getting God. some facts right. But I do remember they were not on speaking terms. And she was mad at both of them, but she was more mad at the guy. Yeah. You can't and I don't mad. think they ended up together because... Mm-hmm. But then there was a whole thing, like, he was like, I don't, you know, I'm not comfortable with children. Turns out he had a whole child, too. I'm going to find this episode, I'm going to send it to you, because... Because
1: these people, man. Um, you know what I also thought about? Why are people still falling for catfish when the
0: show is out? Right, like, aren't you concerned that you're going to get a voicemail message from Neve being like, we're filming an episode of Catfish, and, you know, we're just wondering. Like, that was always a thought that went through my head, like, I hope I never get one of those messages, because I will cry. Like, how are you unaware of the show?
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Neve was on Dancing with the Stars this season, and he was runner-up. How do you not know of the show? Exactly. Also, one of my friends... One of my friends in middle school her sister dated Neve. He was really nice supposedly. He
1: seems like a nice man. That's cute. We love that.
0: Go ahead, girl. So, so our last dating reality show is a great show called 90 Day Fiancé. Now, I only watch 90 Day Fiancé this year for one reason and it's probably a reason a lot of you are aware of. Big Ed. Um, so Big Ed was a meme this year. He was also a shitty human being. Oh, for sure.
1: Did you watch the show, Russia? Um, I watched a couple episodes with my mom. She was more into it than me, but I honestly, just watched for Rose and Big Ed because they were.
0: We knew Rose. You know, Rose has her own shop now. We love she's her. like thriving. She is Big Ed. First, I felt bad for him. Because this man is gross. He puts mayo in his hair. Um, But he said it was for, like, a reason. I don't know. It it was disgusting. It's probably hard to believe. Um, Knowing him. He insulted this woman. They had sex. And then he was like, can you shave your legs? Um he insulted her entire family the best part was when so he went to the philippines to meet her yeah and they stayed like one night in this really nice hotel and then they went to stay at her family house which you know in the in in the philippines there are people who don't live in you know what you consider a proper house but to them it's a house exactly this man was so uncomfortable it was the best thing to watch him realize his own privilege Mm -hmm. and have to live like other people live and having to realize that reality because parts of the house were open he was like i have a skin thing and i you know i can only sleep on certain sheets and they're like well we just have these sheets and he was like ah and then he was concerned there was like a tiny little fan and he had to shower with a bucket like he looked so bad i felt so bad for rose i feel like when she started to realize that he was a bad person he accused her of being with him for money um she wanted children and he was like well i've had a vasectomy and she reasonably got mad because she didn't know that he never told her that um he also
1: lied about the way he
0: looked oh yeah because um ed was ugly Rose was not expecting him to look like that. <laughs> like she was like, huh? "What? I'm pretty sure when she picked him up at the airport, she was like, "Excuse me? Like who is this man? Why?" Um, they met on Facebook, too, which is like like he was randomly friending people and saw her. That's creepy.
1: People like that.
0: Um, that whole show is just about people who met and they don't really know each other and then they somehow get married and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, But the whole thing was very weird and that show is strange, but it's very entertaining. And in conclusion, dating reality TV, is just like weird and don't find love that way. No, no, no.
1: Okay. So our last category is competition slash cooking. Best thing in the world. So, the first one we have here is The mass Singer.
0: Have you ever watched this? Okay. So, I don't watch The Mass Singer episodes. I only watch the reveals. Because I don't have the patience to sit through the actual show. Mm-hmm. I watch, like, YouTube videos. So, for instance, the show's on tonight. Later tonight, I will go on YouTube to see who got reveals. So, like, I watch, like, the... So, this is how The Mask Singer works, for anyone who's not aware. It's a... American edition of a Korean show Because nothing in America Is authentic We have to steal from other countries And and somehow try to make it a thing And sometimes it doesn't work AKA the X Factor um, Like America's Got Talent It's just a spin-off of Britain's Got Talent So yeah. But The Masked Singer is this show Where famous people Get all dressed up in costumes And they sing And they get voted On whether they should continue And then someone eventually wins um and sometimes it's revealed to be like an actual successful singer sometimes it's revealed to be like an actor that you didn't know could sing like bob saget was on this season yeah he can kind of sing um and it's always really interesting because the judges have to guess who it is the best reveal of all time on the mass singer was the first season um the winner was the monster that was the name of the character like the um they get to choose what they are i think yeah um and it sometimes embodies what who like a part of their personality so they had guesses for this person nobody guessed who the correct person was it was t-pain
1: T-Pain Whoa. won
0: the first season of The Masked Singer. And it was, like, the best. I cried. The reason I cried was because T-Pain, I guess, for a very long time was not respected in the industry because mm-hmm. he used auto-tune. Wow. But he's actually, like, an incredible producer. Like, the-, the tracks of my middle school, all, like, um, what's that song? Kiss Kiss with Chris Brown. <laughs> like, like, yeah, people need to stop playing with T-Pain. He, he was about it. He made some bops. Like, best love song? Like, come on! Yeah. Like, just incredible. And he had this whole story about, you know, people didn't respect him, and they called him a monster. And, you know, he's just trying to, like, replant. He's trying to um, get his career back up and running. And it was, like, a really nice story. Um, and um, one of the stars of Real Housewives of Atlanta won last season. Um... It's just been really... It's, like, interesting to watch. I only watch the reveals. Um, Sometimes I watch the clues to try to figure out who the people are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I highly recommend. It's very interesting.
1: Wait, is it true that Wendy Williams was on the mask?
0: Yes! Oh, my God. And it was so clear that it was her. That woman can't sing. (sighs) She got voted off the first night that she was on. Like, she didn't make it far at all. Oh They're my like, Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams. We know it's Wendy Williams. And then they pulled off the mask and was like, Wendy Williams. <laughs> like, you should search the audio of her singing. It's so bad. I am. Cause I
1: was like, I like heard it from someone, but I was like, there's no way this woman went on, on mass singer. Like, there's no way. Wow. She was bold. She said, I'm gonna go. Little
0: Wayne was on last season, and nobody huh? guessed it was him he was singing or rapping yes
1: <laughs> oh he was
0: singing he was singing it was bad no it was actually he kind of made it quite far oh okay um no one thought it was little wayne wow there's been a couple where they've just been like what that was you wow. um like it's it's honestly really interesting because like some of these voices you're like holy crap who is that and some people are like this is bad get them off the show um but yes wendy williams didn't make an appearance this season so i'm trying to think oh they had two cheetah girls on in the same season they had raven and adrian whoa and neither of them knew that the other was on the show oh yeah because you can't tell anyone yeah wow that's so crazy yeah so, just go on YouTube and Google, like, mass Singer Reveals. They're really interesting. Okay. Um. So, next up, we have Naked and Afraid. Have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? No. That's, like, The Survivor, right? Kinda, except you're naked the whole time. That's crazy. I could not. And you have to, like, survive, like, 21 days um, in, like, an s- extreme place. Like, sometimes they're in the rainforest. Sometimes they're in, like a swamp like it's really interesting and it's usually people who've like been in the army or have some kind of survival skills and they have to you know their knowledge of things and it's always interesting and like by the end they've lost so much weight that usually their ribs are showing um oh yeah it's it's interesting like one, they like one season these these two people had to like kill a snake and eat it it you know it It's real hardcore.
1: Whoa. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. I would not want to be on that show. So the next show is Chopped on our lovely Food Network. Oh my God, I love Chopped. Chopped is just like, I just love cooking shows where they just like make things I know that I never could. And then they get critiqued. Even though I do have a theory that I think that people on Chopped I think they just chop people that don't have sad story like like sad stories on who they're going to give the money to or like what they're going to do with it. Really? I just I don't know, I've noticed this pattern and maybe I'm wrong, but you nobody that isn't going to use the money for something sad
0: never wins. <laughs> There have been a couple, I disagree with that, because there have been people who have been chopped because, like, their food just sucked. Okay, yeah. And then, like, there are some people that you're, like, rooting for and they get chopped. Like, they had dreams of, like, opening their own restaurant or paying bills because someone in their can- in their family had cancer. Like, they get chopped.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just the people that I wanted to win. Just, like,
0: <laughs> just, like did not make it? That Here's boy. the thing about chopped. So, personal story, I discovered CHOP during a very depressive period in my life. And um, it brought me absolute joy to watch people struggle to make mo- food in 15 minutes. Um, that's the thing. I'm like, I could do this. And then they get like a basket that's like weird things. And I'm like, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> and my, <laughs> this is like a meme I think that people have talked about before but like when someone on there's two things that give me anxiety no three things when someone on chopped deep fry something I get paranoid they're gonna leave it in there too long and then burn it and then Always. take it out and they can't eat it when someone uses the ice cream maker oh and when someone makes a risotto a risotto never comes out good I think risotto people should never turns out. don't Everybody do it risotto and everyone who's watching is like
1: no nah! you can't make risotto in 30 minutes
0: do not do it to yourself and then there was like and the episode where they cut i watched one episode where a woman cut herself and she didn't realize that some of the blood got on one of the on the on the plates and then they couldn't eat her food and she got chopped like someone always cuts themselves
1: Jesus. One
0: person once started a fire because they used that, like, over-the-stove, the like, grill pan that gives me anxiety. Oh, no. Undercooked meat. Oh, yeah. You getting chopped. You're where it's, what? like, raw? Like, yeah. how'd you make a lamb chop and you didn't cut into it and see it wasn't cooked? Um. Yeah. it's It's real interesting. There's one episode I watched where these two women... One of the women just had, like, she was, as I remember this, she was Serena Williams' personal chef. Oh. She was a bitch. She, like, this one woman was, like, very smiley the whole time and just, you know, like, she wanted to be friendly with everybody. Yeah. And the other woman, like, wasn't having it. And she got chopped first because they didn't like her food. And she was like, well, I disagree with your choice um i don't think you made the right decision and this one over here is just like smiley all the time like what's up with your face like she was out for every- and this guess is- what that smiley woman won so that's on positivity. you that's crazy so said this smiley one over there that's like she's just trying to lighten up the mood what's wrong with you so, and she got chopped during appetizer. That's what you get. Didn't even make that, it to entree.
1: She did not make it for her. We love it, though. That she did not.
0: Similar to chopped, we have the Great British Bake Off, which I recently discovered this year. Shout out to Brooke. Um, and this is basically dessert chopped, except it's less intense. Well, no, it's it's so chopped, it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Great Mm -hmm. British Bake Off. You could get four hours for something. We Um, like that. Timing is based off what you're making. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's interesting to watch people bake. I definitely couldn't be a baker. There's just too much that goes into it compared to, like, making a meal. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting. It's British, so everyone has interesting accents. And it's funny. And the hosts are really funny and the judges are interesting. The whole way it's set up is just really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So I highly recommend binge watching a couple seasons because it's a very good show.
1: I like Another cooking show, Iron Chef, won't spend too much time on this, but Iron Chef, I really like it because they can compete against like the Iron Chef. So like Bobby Flay and stuff. And they're, like, amateur chefs or some of the... Not, let me not call them amateur. That's disrespectful. They are not Iron Chefs. <laughs> or they are, like, in the Food Network family. So they try to see if they can, like, beat the Iron Chefs in making something with the secret ingredient. So I am the last episode, I watched the secret ingredient with seaweed. So they had to use, like, different types of seaweed to make dishes. Hmm. So they do, like, appetizer, entree, dessert, and super interesting, but they have, like, sous chefs and things, so it's not just them, like, cooking it by themselves, but it's a chef that just battles an Iron Chef, and I'm telling you, most of the time, the Iron Chefs win, and they score it through different categories of, like, taste, um, what am I trying to say? Not visibility, appearance, (laughs) um, plating all these different things, so it's honestly pretty interesting. Oh, and how much they use the secret ingredient, because some people don't make it potent enough. But I like Iron
0: Chef. Why am I? What show am I confusing Iron Chef with? That I was thinking of something else, another show where they like have to make. Food. Iron Chef's the one with Alton Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Top Chef. I was confusing. Yeah. The entire time you were talking. That's a different show. I was going to say, I met Padma Lakshmi in high school. She came to my high school. Oh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Food Network just has the best, like, food, like, competition shows. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I don't know any other channel that has them. No. Like, um,. You know, it was also a really good show on food on Food Network, Worst Chefs in America.
1: Oh, I never watched that one.
0: It's really interesting because it's there's this, there's Worst Chefs in America Celebrity Edition and there's just Worst Chefs in America. The first week is absolutely atrocious. These people don't know how to cook. Yeah. Like they don't know how to cook, and by the end, two end up like being better chefs. And like perfecting a dish, and then they like see who wins. It's really interesting, and they like have to make a meal for like, um, food network chefs. So like people mm-hmm. like sometimes the chefs that are on, um, chopped or Iron Chef, like, like um, those kind of people. It's really interesting. I uh, like those. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: Another great show, it's Kitchen Nightmares. This is like reality. Wait, why does that sound familiar? It's the show with Gordon <laughs> Ramsay where he goes to those... You've never seen Kitchen Nightmares? No. Oh, my God, Rasha. Okay. Wait,
1: this is the one where he goes to their restaurants? Yes. And he,
0: like... Yells at them? Yeah. hmm Oh, I've seen this. Yes. Okay. Kitchen Nightmares is the best thing in the world. If you go on YouTube and you just search Kitchen Nightmares, you will find the funniest clips. He went to an Italian restaurant once where they were famous for their thin crust pizza. He ordered a pizza. It came to his table. The crust was huge. It was like this big. You can't see my hand because it's audio only, but it's big. And then he lifted up the slice and everything came off of it. So it's a great show the best moments is when he goes into their walk-in and he finds two things that are not supposed to be next to each other so in one episode he saw like cooked chicken next to raw chicken and he shut down the whole restaurant he also went to this jamaican restaurant once where he walked in the door and there was a dead mouse in the doorway of the restaurant and he like came in the restaurant holding it up and was like Um, not off to a great start. There's a dead mouse at your front (laughs) um, door. And the woman who owned it came out and started yelling at him, accusing him of planting the mouse.
1: No way does she accuse him of planting the mouse.
0: Yes. She was like, how dare you? There are no mice in this restaurant. You put that mouse there. That mouse was not there this morning. I looked. And he's like, oh, you looked? She's like, yes, I looked. (laughs) In another episode, a chef dropped chicken on the floor and put it back in the pan, right in front of Gordon Ramsay. And Gordon Ramsay was like, excuse me, excuse me. And like the chef kept ignoring him. He was like, excuse me. The chef turned around and he goes, um, he like, are you going to cook that? And the guy went, yeah. And he was like, what? What? That's crazy. And then, Last last incredible moment that ever happened on that show. So, he goes through several phases. He goes there as a customer, tries the food. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into their kitchen to see how they operate. And then he observes them in practice. During the observatory thing, um, they... Um, it was an Italian restaurant in Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure. He a woman came and complained that she had ordered um, spaghetti and she was a vegetarian and there were meat bones in her pasta sauce. And they were like, yeah, we put meat bones in the pasta sauce. Our owner says that it makes the pasta sauce taste better. And he's like, but she's a vegetarian. Like that's a classic vegetarian thing. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, but we just say, we just do what he says. And at the same time, a guy ate lobster, the lobster uh, had been bad and he was sick in the bathroom, and they had to call 911 and he had to go to the hospital. So, crazy shit happens on oh that show. In conclusion, that is the closest thing to reality TV I feel like I've ever seen because nothing is faked. These are actual horrible restaurants, and this is just him observing what goes on. Yikes. So, yeah, oh, big God. yikes.
1: All right. The last show, an iconic meme generating <laughs> reality. I've never TV seen this show.
0: show. I just want to put that out there. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, let me say it before I get all dramatic. America's Next Top Model. Niella, how in the world have you not seen this show? I remember watching this I don't when like it was Tyra still Bay. on TV. You don't like her? No. I get
0: it. I didn't like her before like it got revealed that she's a really awful person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like something was just off. Yeah.
1: I I I feel that.
0: I did the like show... her in the Disney Channel original movie Life Size, but that's it.
1: Oh yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, the show is honestly, it was really good. It was so dramatic. It definitely was like you went on that show and you knew there was always that episode where they changed your whole look and they either like shaved you bald or like chopped all your hair off, um, dyed it a different color. Like they really just like tried to change your look. That was like an iconic episode. Then when they would go like abroad and they would do the modeling go-sees and everything was like a competition. I feel like the show was really funny and I really could, like, bond with, like, the different models that were on the show. I also think the show was, like, really good exposure exposure for people, even the ones that didn't win. Because a lot of them still have made careers out of just being on the show, like, becoming models um, mm-hmm. after that. But the show is just so dramatic and so funny. Like, when they have to come in for the elimination, and she's like, I now have two photos in my hand. One of them is this, and one of them is that.
0: Yeah, I've seen and, those memes.
1: Yeah, she's so dramatic when she does it. And I mean, I obviously get it because, like, you want to build that anticipation with the audience, and like, you're like guessing in your head, like, oh my God, who's going to win? But yeah, honestly, I really like the show. I feel like it inspires people to think they want to be a model, though, even though they don't realize what really goes into that and mm-hmm. how the show. I feel like the show did a good job at like not over glamorizing modeling, but I feel like there were certain parts of the show where they made it seem like they were always traveling and they were always doing this and that and how they always had like photo shoots when in reality, if you're a real model and you're not doing that well, you're not going to be having a photo shoot every day. Right but I don't think they glamorized the industry because I remember they, another episode or another like type of episode that they would always do on top of like the dramatic transformations was like the nudity shoot. And I remember there was like big controversy as the season started to go on and like how they had to start giving people options on like wearing nude underwear or only like doing nude on the top and not the bottom because of how uncomfortable they felt or like their family values or just like their own morals and values themselves and that was a big controversy because like Tyra I remember at one point she was like if you really want this you're gonna do it and the girl was like no I this is against my morals and values and I'm not gonna pose naked in this but yeah but she was kind of hard on some of them especially when they didn't want to do that nudity shoot in the beginning of, like, the show, like, when the first couple seasons were coming out, Mm -hmm. she, like, did not care to understand why the girls didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's always been a show that I, like, wanted to watch, but I don't know. It's also just not my thing. Like, I was never a Project Runway person either. Oh,
1: I like Project Runway. Yeah, so.
0: a show. I think that's the thing about reality television, is that there are so many different sections of it. Mm-hmm. There's that you can find something that you like. Like, I like cooking reality TV.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You like business reality TV kind of yeah. stuff. We both kind of like family reality TV if it's not cringy. Yeah. Um, and dating reality TV again is like you know, is this concept interesting? Or am I just watching people date?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I think that's. I think at one point reality TV was maybe like a little, a smaller, more narrow, and it's grown so much now that oh, they're like, sure. like yeah. I don't think you can be a person that's like, I don't like reality TV. Well, you probably watch something, at least one show, exactly. Like, you watch American Idol. That's reality TV.
1: Exactly. Any of these shows, chopped, it's reality. So, that is so true. Yes. All right, guys. That is the end. (laughs) We want to thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We upload new episodes every Friday so you can start your weekend off right. Niella, where can people listen to our podcasts?
0: They can listen on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else they listen to podcasts. All the links can be found at our Instagram at can I be honest underscore pod. See you next Friday. Bye.